1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so grateful you're here today. I hope you've been watering yourself. I hope you have been taking care of yourself. I can't believe we are in December and it's literally the last month of 2022. The year has truly flown by, and it's kind of crazy to me. I don't know. So much time has passed, but I wanted to start out by just expressing my gratitude because last week the Spotify wrapped for podcasters came out and I wanted to share some of the highlights from the Spotify wrapped because it was just so cool to see so in 2022 we had 1,966 minutes of new content on the podcast we also had the podcast heard in 90 countries which is insane to me and so cool how global the reach of inner growth is so that made me really happy and also it was in the top five percent most shared globally of podcasts and in the top five percent most followed podcasts too so how cool and then a few other things there was an increase of 503 percent in hours of the podcast an increase of 480 percent in listeners an increase of 455% in followers and 365% increase in streams. So, so much growth for the podcast this year and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who listen, who are a part of the Inner Growth family. So, thank you. And also one last cool thing. So, basically, they... Gave all of the podcast listeners like a personality. And the personality for the Inner Grove podcast listeners is the time traveler. So it says, Your fans are audio time travelers. They seek out podcasts that are new to them, regardless of whether they're new to the rest of the world. And I just thought that was really cool. So just wanted to start out on a little note of gratitude and just celebrating as well. So, in case you are a new listener, welcome. In case you've been listening for a while, I'm so, so thankful. Thank you to all of you. And also, I decided to do a little pivot when it comes to the inner Grove community. So before, I was hosting it on a platform called Mighty Networks, and to me, that platform wasn't working in the way I intended to, so I actually pivoted to create a completely totally free new community platform. It's basically a group chat for all the inner growth girlies, all the people who tune into the podcast or who connect with my vibe on the Carolina lifestyle. So if you want to join the group and meet other awesome girls who are into holistic health and just being their best selves, you can join our Geneva group chat. It'll be linked in the episode description. So make sure to go there. If you're looking to connect with other people from the inner growth fam. So those are some announcements and I am also going to remind you that this week we actually have a full moon. The full moon is in Gemini and it's actually the last full moon of 2022 and it's also the first full moon we've had that hasn't been an eclipse since like early October I believe. So since eclipse season ended, this is the first full moon we're having. And as I said, it's also the last one of the year. So it's a really good time to manifest and it's in Gemini. So the themes of Gemini are communication, self-expression, your immediate environment. So really taking stock of how far you've come in this entire year, basically since Gemini season, which was in May and June, thinking since then, since those six months, how have you improved in your ability to express your truth? How have you grown in your ability to honor your beliefs and also to be more open-minded? What have you learned? What have you absorbed from the people around you? Is your immediate environment, whether it's your home, your neighborhood, your neighbors, your friends, like how are they serving you? Are there any relationships or situations or spaces that aren't serving you anymore? And what do you want to manifest when it comes to to your ability to express yourself, your ability to manifest good people to surround yourself with. So all themes to consider going into this week. So happy full moon in Gemini. And with that said, let me introduce today's guest. I'm so excited for you guys to tune into this episode. I sat down with Kaylin Malley. Kaylin is an awesome content creator who I met through TikTok She really demonstrates what it's like to live life through a spiritual lens. And this episode was really juicy. We're actually really similar people. So it was really cool just how aligned we are in our beliefs, and our journeys, just overall. And it was the first time we hopped on a call to really get to talk one-on-one for an extended amount of time. So like an hour-ish. And overall, it was really cool. I love making new content creator friends and she is just such a spiritual baddie that I admire a lot. And the episode was awesome. So we basically talked a little bit about her own journey with healing her relationship to her body and also healing her hormones. So that was really cool to learn about and to hear her own experience as well. She talks a little bit about struggling with orthorexia as well, which As you guys know, if you listened to last week's episode, that's something I used to struggle with a couple years ago. So, we started out talking about that. And then, we also talked about her own spiritual journey, her relationship to spirituality, how it all kind of came to be, and how tuning into spirituality helped her improve her relationship to her body and her relationship to how she shows up in her own life. So, we talked a lot about self accountability, personal responsibility, and just being the creator of your own reality. So it was the perfect blend of talking about our physical health, but then also our spiritual and our mental health. So overall, a very holistic episode. I think you guys are going to love her. Definitely check out her social media if you like her vibe. And she's also the host of the 333 Perspective podcast. So you can tune into that as well. And if you are enjoying the podcast, remember to hit the subscribe button and the little bell so you're notified when new episodes come out. And if you are enjoying the podcast episodes, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. So with that said, let's dive into this amazing guest episode. I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. Mm. I'm so excited for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Kaylin.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for us to chat. We were chatting a little bit before this, and I think it's going to be a great conversation for you all to kind of hear going back and forth.
1: Yes, I think there's a lot of really cool interconnections between our stories, so I'm excited to dive deeper into it. And to start off, could you share your sun, moon, and rising, if you know it? Oh my God,
2: yes, of course. I'm so yeah. glad you asked this, my- <laughs> My chart's a little intense if you, like, really dive into it. My sun is an Aries, my moon is a Virgo, and my rising is a Scorpio.
1: Ooh, I love that combination. It's powerful. It's so funny because this is my second recording of the day, and the other person who I interviewed also was an Aries sun and Virgo moon, which was a Capricorn rising. So just different rising sign, but very interesting, like, that it's been on the same day and, like, very similar combinations but I'm an Aries rising so okay, nice. I have a lot of Aries energy in myself yeah. too so I feel like the Aries
2: energy is is really great I love it, it it's like people either love it or hate it but I'm like it's so it's just that fiery side that is just I love and like it, it, when you really start to embrace it too I think is when it gets really fun rather than trying to constantly hide it or push it down a little bit just you know what I don't care anymore like this is just like who I am then you just start to be like okay cool <laughs> exactly how do you relate to being an Aries son I'm I'm extremely the thing that's funny is I feel like there's so many aspects that actually don't relate to it and that's where, like a lot of your other chart comes into but the impulsiveness mm-hmm. I have learned over time I'm like when I have an idea because the thing is like I had can come up with like a visual that I have in my head and I can see the goal, see where I want to go and I have that fiery energy to just go after it immediately and like identify what it is I need to do to get there and do all the steps but it can happen very impulsively where it's like maybe let's like think about a few other things first so I feel like kind of getting that balance um is definitely something I'm always working with because obviously there's always two sides to everything that's great there's some not as great things about stuff so yes
1: exactly I feel that so much it's like I'll get an idea and I just want to execute it on it immediately and jump right on it but then I forget like wait what about everything else that you're already doing like how
2: does that fit in the equation well, that's when like the universe usually comes in and is like hold on I'm gonna put like a little roadblock here so you don't do that I'm like thank you like okay universe I like
1: I received that sign thank you yeah. For, yeah. thank you
2: for the notice there right.
1: yeah yeah exactly oh my god that's so funny what about the Scorpio energy Scorp- I mean I totally see it Yeah, I, totally so I
2: feel it. like it's like it's just my intensity a little bit and kind of when it comes to like my business side and I feel like I mean people talk about your rising signs how you're perceived a lot and so I feel like I have a little bit more of that like bad bitch aura and it's not until you <laughs> get close to me that then you're like oh she's just like actually like really sweet and soft or whatever but from like that like external outside I guess people could see that um and kind of just that I talk about it in my bios but like that edgier like style and those things that I like I feel like kind of comes yes. from that side a little bit oh my god
1: yeah like like the black like sunglasses like corset and jeans vibe like I feel like that's so Scorpio I love that I
2: know
1: well it's funny I think
2: you'll find this funny at the gym I go to it's like it's beautiful but it's like such an LA gym to the point where every like locker in the locker room all have like angel numbers because all the girls like make their little lot code angel numbers I'm like that's so that's just like so LA but I find it I'm like I do the same thing so I get it but I was looking at it because I noticed I had set to whatever and then it was like the one next to it was like four 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 and then you have like three 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 and I took a video of it because it was like every single one I was like oh my god
1: that's so funny but I, I love know. that so much right. I would like thrive in that gym I, I imagine I'd just be like yep these people are my people yeah right <laughs> look like, at cool. me
2: yeah exactly
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that so much. And I feel like the Virgo will also really kind of like be the perfect transition into kind of what we're going to talk about, which is more the health stuff, the healing, and the healer energy also. So before we dive in, like, is there anything in specific that you connect to
2: regarding the Virgo? Well, the Virgo, especially the Virgo and Moon, I've started to learn it's where all my trauma comes from a little bit, which is kind of, you know, funny and it's looking back at it, but like it allows me to get a lot of stuff done, which is great. So it has like all that type A part of my personality. I, I love making schedules again, kind of putting that impulsive fiery energy into action, I feel like is the best way to put it. But yeah. what comes with that is like the perfectionism, the, like the feeling of like needing success and like feeling like that's where your values held at. And even like looking back through different things. Um, As we kind of move into the the whole healing journey, I dealt with kind of, if anyone has dealt with like eating stuff, we are gonna be talking about that a little bit, but I dealt with eating disorder stuff back in, towards the end of high school is when it really started to become like an actual issue. And even, and people might find this silly, but with Virgo moon, that can be like a very kind time to the perfection, the need for control, all those different things. Um, So I feel like that's kind of where that comes from a little bit. But so that started around, I want to say like my junior-ish year, and I actually found I had scoliosis. And so that was the first time I became aware of my body, because there's always that weird transition phase where you're like, when do we even become aware that our body, like like it matters what it looks like, you know? And I think now it's even more normalized because you see it on social media. So there's so much more comparison. When I was younger, I was like, when did that switch happen for me? Because I used to eat whatever I wanted. You don't think about it. And then I noticed for me that it was kind of around that phase where you're like, oh, it looks a little bit different than how it's supposed to quote unquote. And so then I had the genius idea that I would go, okay, we're just going to do a fun little, like get ready for summer, get fit kind of thing. So I cut out gluten, dairy, and red meat all at one time. And I didn't have a gluten intolerance. I didn't have a dairy intolerance. I just thought that's what you're kind of supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. There's also an era on YouTube where, all these different like diet fads were really kind of popping up and people were doing the like trying Victoria's Secret diets and just like the like at home like the food combining and all those different things which not yeah. the food combining no I look back and I'm like you, how did we all just agree I'm like I don't get that but that in itself was a very toxic era I never got too involved with that but mine just I guess like what what had then happened was you get to summer and then you're like Oh, not that much change. So you're kind of like, I didn't get the results that I wanted. So then it constantly progresses and you start to restrict more and more and just getting all these really weird food rules where it's like, you can have rice, but you can't have bread, like just very strange things like that. And then it's very easy because I had more severe orthorexia, I guess, Mm -hmm. where it was just a lot of rules, a lot of, um, fear foods, things like that. But it's really easy to hide under being like a healthy eater. Yeah. So I think it becomes really challenging for parents specifically. Like my parents are so supportive, but to know how to deal with that, because from an outside perspective, they can then kind of start to praise it a little bit by being like, especially my parents were healthy eaters. So it's like, oh, this is great. This is cool. It kind of gives them something to bond with you with. Um, And my dad was like super into like health and fitness and working out. And I was always like a super active kid. So then I started adding intermediate fasting into it. So then that's when like, like the, hours of like not eating would come because then you have like the little app trackers that can track all your progress and it just mm-hmm. falling more and more into like that cycle of things and what's crazy is like you don't even realize it's an issue that much until it starts to become the only thing you can think about and so you're realizing that you're not being able to be productive in any other areas of your life you're not hanging out with people because of certain things like I would like bring my own food to like the lake or I wouldn't To certain things because of what's going to be served there, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, I moved to LA when I was 17, and I was fortunate enough that my mom came with me for the first like three months just to kind of help get me established because I was so young. You can't sign paperwork, you can't do that stuff. Um, so she came out with me. But what happens is when you're in like a one bedroom with someone, you can't hide anything, and Mm -hmm. so that's when I think things started to like surface, and I started getting really just like, oh, she could tell I was super irritable and then things started to come out. And I also, during that time, had lost my period completely. And so I was, I think, going on like a year and a half without having it and didn't really say anything. And I was late to begin with. So it wasn't until my mom finally had brought something up when I was still back home. And then she was like, that's an issue. And like, as a kid, you're kind of like, this is great. Like, I don't have to deal with it, you know? Yeah. And it's actually the biggest tell tell sign for like how your health is, especially as a woman. And that was something that I definitely had to learn. And now I'm sure you can relate to this. Anytime you get it, you're like, this is great. This is like honestly, that's whatever needs to happen. As long as I know that I'm healthy is good. Um so anyways, I'm gonna try and like make this a little bit shorter. But I no go into it. I there's literally so
1: many <laughs> intersections with my own story. So I'm like just absorbing everything.
2: Yeah, great. And like literally jump in whatever. Um but no so I had come out to LA and I of course doctors like oh birth control because I they did birth control will help you get your period back I know I'm like dude if I if only I knew because I had done it well originally they ran like every test to see like what the issue was and essentially I had close to no estrogen and close to no progesterone in my body at all which for anyone that knows like you that's horrible like so bad and so I was basically running off like just testosterone and that was like it and I also always wondered why like my sex drive was super low. Why? And I always thought it was like, oh, I'm just a determined person. Like I just like, I'm moving, don't care. So there's so many. Like, and what things- was
1: all of this when you were 18 or was this later yeah, on?
2: This was like, no, this was like when I was like 17, 16 ish. It wasn't until I moved out here that I started to more so address, I guess, these issues. Because I had gone on birth control when I was back home. And then you just have doctors saying the worst things to you possible Um, because they also don't know the other underlying health stuff that's kind of going on at the time. And even when you haven't admitted that to yourself, it gets like, you can't really bring those things up yet. And so then I was on it, moved out to LA. Now that I was in LA, I went off of it because I always knew that I didn't want to be on a hormonal birth control because I knew it wasn't ideal, but I didn't quite know why yet. So I started talking to like a holistic health coach, trying to do stuff with them, but nothing was working. So then I had like come back home for like Christmas or something. And at this point it had been like a two and a half, three year journey. And so then I went back to my doctors and they basically prescribed me a different form of birth control. Well, that one then ended up leading to me having like depressive episodes, like gaining weight, things like that. And at the time I was also working through all my eating stuff. So I was trying to just like eat intuitively And I hadn't done that in years, I guess. And my mom was back home. So I was just like totally on my own trying to figure all this stuff out. And I remember just being super irritable. I would start crying like randomly. And I didn't know why. And It wasn't until three months kind of passed that I realized it would happen at like the same time every single month because of that birth control. And that like, I was trying to do like new workout styles, but I was feeling like I was just getting puffy and not like getting like any sort of toned or any results I guess that I was looking for and it was all because of the fake hormones that I was putting into my body and so I kind of was falling back into like eating disorder stuff because Mm -hmm. I was gaining weight and I didn't know why and so I'm like what do I do so then you start to like just like eat less thinking that's gonna fix it and of course it doesn't fix it and I remember there was one day specifically where I like had stepped on a scale which is like don't do that, and it's like ever. It's just not worth it. The number doesn't mean anything to anybody listening. Um, muscle weighs more than fat; like it literally yeah. does not matter. Um, but I had stepped on the scale and was hoping that it would go down because I like hadn't eaten in a long time, and I like had just woken up, and it had actually gone like up. And it was just one of those moments where things build up, and like that was my like breaking point. Like something needs to, I guess, change essentially and just felt so helpless. I didn't know what to do, so I finally, and I'm not someone that like, reaches out to people ever for help. And (laughs) so I said mom, like, which is not necessarily a good thing either. I'm working on that. Um, But I reached out to my mom and was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, I feel like there's just nothing I can do to like fix this, whatever. So, of course, it scares her. She goes off and does all this research. And that's how I initially ended up finding the health coach that I ended up working with for like two years, um, the nutrition dynamics company we were talking about before this. Mm -hmm. So, they specialize specifically in like hormone stuff and healing your hormones naturally and getting your period back, but also not taking away from how you want to like look physically as well because a lot of times uh-huh. you're like doctors they're just like oh just gain like 50 pounds and your like solution yeah. solved and it's like I get that aspect of it and there's certain situations where weight gain will be necessary but there's also like a healthy way of that versus them just being like what they were saying to me was just not like it was like oh gain 50 pounds or be anorexic basically for me to like be able to diagnose you which is like you don't don't say that to people kind of through stuff you know
1: yeah wait before you dive into to the nutrition dynamics I want to just recap everything you shared so basically set like around like end of high school was when like everything kind of started and at first something that clicked in your brain and something kind of like went off where it's like okay my body needs to look a certain way and it doesn't look like that And Mm -hmm. then that, you know, combined with like social media and everything going on on YouTube, different trends, different diet culture-y things kind of drove you to go a little bit more down the path of like restriction of certain things. Like you were saying, gluten, dairy, meat, all of that, even though like it wasn't even necessary for you specifically. And then just trying to do like all the healthy things, but still feeling like you weren't getting to the results that you like wanted to get quote unquote and then that led to even more restriction, more rules, more like orthorexia kind of behaviors. But then when you moved out to LA, which was a little bit after that, you started to address it a little bit more. You started noticing your period and how like it was gone. And then that led you to birth control, which like almost like aggravated everything because then it yeah. added a hormonal piece and like everything just got so affected. You lost your period or you didn't have a period and then You were on these like synthetic hormones and still just feeling like puffy and like they were interfering with like your health even more. And then eventually it kind of reached this breaking point, which was how long after like the first part of the story, like around like when you were like 20
2: junior year. And then which I would have been, I want to say 17, 16, 17 ish. And then Mm -hmm. March of 2020 was when I started working with her. So that was like. I want to say like three or four, like three or four years, but it was like a, a minute, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's a journey for sure.
1: Yeah. So then that was like the, the switching point where like, you were like, okay, I need some like expert support and someone who's going to see everything holistically with me and nutritionally and hormonally. A
2: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's dive into how that one Cause I'm really curious about your experience.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it ultimately like it worked which is great but the initial part was what they had so they run like dutch tests like which is a hormone test for people that aren't familiar with it just to get a baseline of like where you're at um but then what they do is they put you through this thing called like a flush phase and for me honestly the only reason i was able to do all this was because quarantine happened so for me i ended up being very very grateful and it was such a necessary part of my life and it was i'm really glad that it happened um for me and so i was even able to like, go back home for a month but within this flush phase they basically put you on this just super bland diet so that they can get a super controlled environment of where your hormones are at which it's like i i get the concept for sure but it, looking back as someone that was struggling with like eating stuff it was definitely, I don't think helping that side of it, but I knew it's what was necessary in order to get my health back. So it was like this nasty fennel smoothie in the morning and then like white cod and broccoli and some like garlic expressions for like lunch and dinner. And that was like basically it. And so I did that for up being like two months and just ate that every single day. And during it, it didn't seem like that bad because usually when you're in the middle of a situation, you're going to do what you can to be like, Oh, it's fine. And then you look back and you're like, I hear like something that reminds me of that time. And I'm like, Nope, like never again. <laughs> and so I did that whole thing. And then it wasn't until I want to say July of 2022. So I'd been working with them for about like three months at this point, And I also had to completely rechange all my workouts. So I was doing high intensity, like kickboxing, um, just hit workouts because I was so desperate trying to burn more calories and just work out for longer and longer, essentially. Um, so they were like, okay, we need to like kind of rechange everything. So I went to doing yoga mixed with all this like food stuff, which was terrifying for me as someone mm-hmm. that's like a very active person. It's like, oh, you want me to just like slowly move <laughs> and like just stay in this one spot? Like that's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and everyone in my whole life always told me, oh, you should try like, practicing gratitude or like journaling. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, what, okay. And then my coach around that time was finally the one that gave me the awareness that your body doesn't know the difference between mental and physical stress. And so she was like, you have so much mental stress going on. You have so much physical stress you're putting on your body. You live in such an overstimulating city. Like there's just so much stress happening to you. Like something has to give at a certain point. And she's like, either you can figure out how to control your mental stress. If you want to be able to go back to working out and living the lifestyle that you want to live, or she's like, you're going to have to like sacrifice kind of the like physical side of it. And so that's when I pulled out my journal and go, okay, I'm going to start simply with just three things I'm grateful for and affirmations every single morning. And then that ultimately spiraled into having my whole own spiritual TikTok account and, basically like teaching mindset shifts, all those things, which is amazing and crazy to kind of look back at at how those things kind of intersect. But that was the start of it. And then basically from July until November was kind of a waiting period where I was still just like going for walks, doing super low intensity, like yoga, things like that, slowly implementing maybe like a few home workouts in, but nothing crazy, still following more like a macro thing. So she knew how much fat I was getting, how much protein I was getting in order to support those hormones along with supplements. And then I was doing a lot of the mental work of understanding that I can start to, step back into my power and as you start to kind of step into that you also start to gain the confidence as well and then as I start to get more comfortable with my body again you can really start to take ownership of that and so it was in November that I went on a trip to I think like Mexico for my friend's birthday I came back like a week later and I hadn't worked out that whole week was obviously super stress-free and I finally got my period back after I think Ah! four years yeah and I was like and I truthfully was like I don't know if this is gonna work because I mean at that point, you try so many things i'm like uh, we'll see but then even the the mindset of being like no this is gonna work and starting to shift like that too to allow your body yes safe to do this thing
1: i remember like same thing happened to me when i was trying to get my period back i would just literally say like i am getting my period back like you have to affirm that it's gonna happen and truly trust right but yeah. the moment of getting repaired back after four years, oh my gosh, I imagine that must have been like so amazing.
2: I was just like, I was almost like a, I don't even know what to feel because I'm like, did that just, is this correct? Like, you know, and you're like, okay, no, this is great. And then it gives you like hope that's like, okay, that this is working and there is kind of like a light at the end of this tunnel. And so from there, then I was, we still took it super slow because obviously it can, it's such like um, a delicate thing. So we kept like workouts super, just as they kind of were slowly introducing like more food and doing with different things. Also trying to refix my metabolism as well, since I had like restricted for so long. Um And so that was yeah. kind of, it's a huge part of it too, that you don't realize that you're like, you can't just keep eating less because it's just, it's just not sustainable over time. Did you do a reverse diet? Um, I once I started moving more into going back into the gym, I started doing. It wasn't really a formal reverse diet at the beginning by any means, but then I kind of did a phase of like more like I guess what people consider like bodybuilding with like cutting and reversing. Um, but that was like later once it was more so safe to do so, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yes. I she didn't even at the beginning look at it as macros. It was more like these are like food groups, I guess. So it was like a from a f- fermental or fermented vegetable, it's like choose like one of these three things. So kind of starting in like that category essence, like a protein, things like that. So that it was almost in a sense also, I guess, my um, like in like outpatient therapy-ish if I really think about it, like except I still had, a lot of control which i think ultimately in the long run helped me ease into where i am now because i'm a very controlling person as <laughs> I've, I've started to learn and so i think taking it in that phase ended up working out really well for me obviously everyone's super different but as kind of all that stuff starts like happen and I, I did have my period i was able to start to like rediscover who i was and like finally starts like oh like maybe i can start talking to guys or like do these different things because there's things that like you were just so consumed by food what you look like 24 7 you're not actually experiencing life as like well as you can be and it's not until you start to experience life that way that you realize what you were missing out on and so yeah. then that kind of all cycled into I guess where we are now basically
1: yeah Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for running through like the entire journey. I know there's so much <laughs> probably that's like even more in depth that like we could get into, but I feel like the the whole progression is really beautiful. And I remember when I first came across your TikTok, some of the videos that I found around that time, I can't remember how long ago it was, but you were talking a lot more about exactly this program that you did and how you really went into the hormones and like adjusting your hormones with support. And I remember that really like sparked the light bulb in my mind. And at the time I had also been starting to dive deeper into hormonal health, learn a lot more about the cycle. And it's been a journey for me as well, just like reconnecting to my period and to just my menstrual health as an indicator of my overall health. And I'm just super happy for you and just super proud of you for like really reaching out, you know, and like reaching for that help and finding the right person to help you too. Cause that can be hard sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. And like in that whole journey, like something that we talked about before we hopped on to record is the impact that spirituality had in that whole process and in your own personal growth. So could you share a little bit about like how you came into contact with it, which you already touched on, you know, through the gratitude and like starting the journaling how it eventually evolved into you, you know, becoming a content creator and how it's kind of evolved into now.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's crazy because I I hadn't always known about like kind of the world. I mean, I grew up with just like, like kind of a lukewarm Christian family kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, (laughs) nothing crazy, but I always just like, it never really resonated with me a whole lot. And like, I, I remember even when I was little, little, I would do like visualization in my head. Like when I would be on my way to a soccer game, I would like close my eyes, and, like visualize myself scoring a goal. And so it's like, I always had that part of me. But when I had all these things come up, I just lost it a lot. And so it was like, through the gratitude that I started to like, refine that power, I guess, within myself, and just realizing, I I think something that really sticks with me was like, you can't love your body, like, where you want to go until you love it where it is right now. So it's like, I feel like I would be like, oh, I'll love my body once it looks like this. And then it's like, I can't love my body once it looks like this until I love my body like this. As I started getting into spirituality, you understand that you have to meet at an energetic frequency. And so it's like, you can't just jump into that without already having it within you. And so I think that was such a big turning point for me within spirituality specifically and starting to realize that I can bring these things to me by energetically aligning with them with where I am like right here in the present and at the time TikTok was also blowing up more and it became more of a than just a dancing app and so there was actually information being put online and honestly TikTok itself is a lot of what initially helped me in my spirituality journey as well and not even like a specific person but just like Mm -hmm. that being my for you page was and then starting to read I think the book's seven laws of spiritual success which is just kind of just like a nice breakdown of the seven different laws and then even going as far as yeah. like I've read many minds many masters oh my god which- no but
1: I've read journey of souls and I've heard, yeah, I think they're very similar
2: okay I yeah it's about like, like
1: it's- past lives and like yeah. how, why you chose this life and you know this body and the lessons that you're here to learn and
2: Yeah, all those great things. And so it was just kind of a a combination of all those different stuff. And then just starting to look in the mirror and being like, you you have to take ownership now. And like you have to love and be happy with where you are right now to get anywhere you want to go, which is so hard to accept. And I think also starting to understand that anything that I don't like about my life is a reflection of myself. And that's really hard to take ownership of because it's so easy to point blame at everything else that's happening or saying like this is because of this first going, no, 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 this is because I'm choosing to perceive life in this way, or I'm like dodging emotions or not moving through things and I'm trying to move around different things. And I feel like taking that and just really trying to be honest with who the person in the mirror was is a lot of what ultimately helped me to start to just dive further into myself. And then you start to unlock a lot of things that you're like, oh, That's where that comes from. That's why I do this thing. And it's scary at first, but once you get used to it, then it's kind of becomes exciting and fun. You're like, oh, I unlocked this. So now like when you just go into your daily life, you can understand like what triggers you, why it does. If there's something that comes up that you are surprised that it triggered you, then it's like, oh, I can go into my little mind palace and go figure it out. So I feel like switching the script and kind of making it an exciting thing to do for yourself versus like a chore knowing that's ultimately going to better yourself is just really nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, completely. I think that that's all super true, especially what you shared about the blaming and the lack of accountability that a lot of people have. I think for me, once I started taking true responsibility for my own life and just realizing like I am in charge, like I am really contributing to pretty much everything in my life. So I can choose to contribute to it with a positive outlook. (laughs) <laughs> with a growth oriented mindset yeah. or you know just with accountability and just being like yeah this is my fault too We're like I'm literally contributing to this uncomfortable situation that I'm in how can I shift how I'm showing up to create different results and yeah. then how can that shift my reality
2: totally well it reminds me a lot of I think it was Mel Robbins that said something where it was like um A positive mindset doesn't change this shitty situation you're in. A positive mindset allows you to change the way you react to the shitty situation. So I think so many times people are so, they're like, well, it's not going to change anything. I'm like, you're right. It's not going to change necessarily the physical thing that is happening. But allowing yourself to change the way you're perceiving how it is and how it's going to affect you ultimately will change your experience within that situation.
1: Yes. Exactly, because as you said, the positive outlook is not gonna change the situation. It's still gonna be there, like it might be the same forever, but you can choose to look at it differently. You can choose to be in control of your own emotions or at least into your own reactions to those things. And I think for us with Aries qualities, like that's extra important, just like being mindful of our reactivity and our just overall energetic output towards things. So paying attention to just the way that you react and the energy that you give away to certain things that maybe you don't have the ability to change and instead focusing on what you can change, what you can control.
2: Yeah, definitely. When it's like, it, it sounds like a lot of responsibility. Like to anyone listening, it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like now <laughs> the other side of that is it, it gives you back your power of your life. Because it's like, if you're responsible for all the quote unquote negative things, that's where everyone's head goes to. It's like, you're also responsible for all the really great things that happen in life. So it's like, it now goes okay, I can now change my life and truly be the creator of my own life and all those different things.
1: Yes, exactly. I feel like that's something I really get a lot from your page. And so I wanted to ask you because I think you balance this really well. I always say there's a 3D and the 5D, right? Like the 3D being like the humanly things, the food, the, the body, the workouts, the money, the house, the apartment, the hair, whatever it is, the clothes. And then there's the, 5d being the energy right being the vibration that you're in being your thoughts the things that are not material that you can't really see like you can enter a room and pick up on the energy but you can't see the energy itself yeah, right yeah. so how do you balance the 5d and the 3d that's it's more a, great- of a day-to-day
2: yeah yeah totally and I think uh um, honestly once I start to like move into that it, it honestly having an awareness of the 5d and awareness that you can like shift your consciousness and like raise your vibration to meet whatever reality you want for me you made the 3d a lot more fun because i kind of was like this isn't really real like it is to an extent but like everything that we've put into place like they're all systems created from way back in the day like time isn't necessarily really real money isn't necessarily really real like all these things are just constructs that we've created and while they exist within what we do and you need to have the awareness in order to properly function within our society when you have the awareness that it's like oh this is just this is just what we created you now have the freedom to kind of go in and go okay what do I want to do with this like what do I want to do with all of these different things like I have the ability to go ride a roller coaster but then I can also go like meditate and go to like a forest or like the beach Mm -hmm. and just within like that realm too and I think I see a lot on TikTok or just in general that sometimes the 3D gets demonized like a lot where it's like oh we can't enjoy this once you're woke and I'm like the fun is getting to enjoy it having that awareness because for me too especially with this lifetime specifically yeah I think it kind of depends if you're believe in reincarnation I'm like I got this body in this like lifetime at this like moment because like yes you reincarnate, but like, you don't know what life yeah. and you're going to end up in next, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. you don't know, you know what it's going to be. So it's like, there is still this sense of you do only live once a little bit. Yes. And it, and this, so that, that doesn't go away. And so there's still like purpose and meaning. And for me too, it's like, oh, well, I can just do my best here. And I can, my ultimate goal is just learn whatever lessons I need to learn in order to like elevate to my highest self and you cannot learn those lessons without being a part of the human experience so I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you're going through it thinking that you're like enlightened and don't need to like interact with anyone anymore because yeah you're not really gonna your soul's not really gonna grow very much at a certain point because all of my biggest lessons have been through people and I've been through tangible situations and that's how my 3d
1: The 5D has taught me my biggest lessons.
2: Exactly. And so that's how with our soul within the 5D is able to elevate and able to rise. And then you have those awareness that there is like, because I mean, the 5D is like the quantum energy that you can then start to like, just move more easily into the things that you want. And it almost feels like you're in like a movie and you can kind of play this whole like matrix game a little bit. And so, I don't know. I think just like, for me, it's really fun.
1: I love that you take the fun perspective you know and just being like it's so fun it's like a little game like I like that perspective and I completely agree that the 5d and the 3d they work together right Mm -hmm. so it's like as you said if someone is too in the 5d and only thinking about the 5d you're like too much in the air like you're not actually like your feet isn't in the ground like your feet isn't really here and I think that working with the 5D just prepares you to show up more powerfully in the 3D. And what you shared about, like, past lives and all that, like, I am a huge believer in reincarnation. And I've spoken about this on the podcast before, like, I'm assuming if anyone's listening, who has listened to, like, a lot of my episodes, like, they would already know this. But Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on that point. It's like, I... Have probably lived many other lifetimes. I probably will live another lifetime. Like, I don't really think this is my last one. Like, I think I'm a a pretty wise soul, but like, I think I still have more lifetimes to live. Maybe one or two. (laughs) And I think that even though I know there might be another life in another future reincarnation, I'm only going to live as Carolina Salazar in this life, in this body, in this reality, in this year in this city in this world in like this moment and so that's why I think that the you only live once quote like it used to bother me because I was like no like we live many times but we only live once as this version of
2: ourselves yes. yeah
1: yeah and so and so using the 5d to elevate our soul and accelerate our soul growth is so powerful but we're still working with this 3D reality. And we chose to incarnate in this body, in this age, in, in this situation. And it's for a specific reason. And I think anyone who's read Journey of Souls or Many Lives, Many Masters, any of those kinds of books that talk a little bit more about this have the same perspective.
2: Yeah. And I will say, too, jumping off that idea, for anyone that struggles with, like, confidence stuff or is looking for advice on confidence, I feel like embracing the fact that your soul picked this is one of the biggest confidence hacks out there because then you understand that this highest version of you chose like you you couldn't learn the left you need to learn in this body that has this space that has these parents that has these situations like you were given all this stuff because it is what you needed in order to level up and become an even more beautiful soul so I feel like giving yourself that permission to just embrace that concept even though it might seem kind of weird at first because then you also hear people go why would I not choose to reincarnate as like or something and I'm like I did. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I hear you, but it's like you know many issues that little girl's gonna have too. It's gonna be a totally different world of issues. So funny like, that you like stormy, I, as, as an example. Oh my god, like, no, yeah. yeah. I've just heard people say that before, and I'm like, her life, yeah, is so great in so many aspects, I'm sure, but she's gonna have trauma too, just like all of us. It's gonna look very different, but it's just like that's what she needed to learn in order to elevates no different than like someone that has parents that are super broke that's what they need to learn to elevate and so I think that in itself can just give you a lot of acceptance for your own life and exactly where you are
1: exactly and and you know I think a lot of times when this conversation comes up around the topic of like reincarnation and like us picking this life you know I am very aware of like the privileges that for example I have been born into and I think like my soul chose it for a reason like maybe in another past life like I was a homeless person you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what I was in a past life, but right. people who are born into like more misfortunes, like it is because they're so needed to learn a certain lesson. And it's kind of hard, you know, to to take that perspective because you can flip it, right? You can be like, why wasn't I born as Stormy or, you know, as a Kardashian yeah. or whatever. But then it's also like, well, why was someone else born as like a homeless person or as like, you know, with parents who are broke or whatever it is. And as you said, at the end of the day, ultimately it's really for, soul elevation growth and everyone is in a different growth path Mm
2: -hmm.
1: though we're all always growing at the same time
2: yes yeah and I think it comes back to to that taking ownership a little bit because it's like in something else I'll say too is I totally understand like it's easy for me to sit here and say that because it's like well yeah you seem like like yours seems pretty like good that's easy to kind Mm -hmm. of say and you're like I I get that but it's like not accepting that does nothing but a disservice to you because all it's doing is it's giving you a more positive outlook on your situation. So you don't have to choose to accept that, but not accepting that is, is just not helping you. Like there's just no, there's no positive side that I can think of in my mind to not embrace that because otherwise it's just falling more back into the like, why was I dealt these cards that like victim mentality? And I, I get it, it sucks. Like there are so many things that come up in life where it's like, seriously, like why me? But you can either sit in that feeling or you can choose to kind of, again, take ownership and be like, what can I do to try and make this better for myself or the people around me? For sure.
1: Yes. I think that's a very good point. And kind of speaking about growth, what do you feel like are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned, let's say in the last year, maybe? Because we're always learning lessons, yeah. but more in like a recent aspect of your life. I know you said a lot has been through like relationships and through the 3D. So what's currently an area of growth that you've feel like you've come a long way?
2: I would say internal validation for sure. Because oh my God, yeah. I through it's just so I find it so fun to kind of be able to I mean, now like you can look back and you can really see all of this growth kind of happened and how everything that is happening in your life was meant to happen It's just all so connected. And for me, once I came out of like all that, like health issue stuff, I started to explore guys. Cause I like, I had a little bit in high school, but then everything happened and that just kind of goes out the window, whatever. Well, then you start to build confidence you start to build it from a place of male validation you start to like especially living in LA like going out like getting getting this treatment feeling really good and it feels great for a period of time you're like oh wow and then it wasn't until like I had met had met someone or had a situation with someone where it was a little bit of a slap in the face to be like oh none of this worth is internal at all and I kind of had a big internal journey with another person that I kind of was, think of my been like a karmic partner that to teach me this whole kind of lesson mm-hmm. because I remember something had ended where they ended up um, kind of just like ghosting me in a sense, then going with some other girl after saying they weren't interested in a relationship kind of vibe. Um, and then my immediate reaction was to go, Oh, let me, let me show you how many guys want me, which in reality was just me proving to myself that I was still worthy. And so then he, came back up later and then we were talking and then it was kind of like a, it ended again. It's like, okay, I have a choice now, either like focus on myself and do the internal work or go back to kind of just getting that worth from other people. And so I would say in the past two-ish months, really finding that journey and finding that like self-love from within is so powerful. And then it's what really allows all the things you could ever manifest or want to come to you because you're now at the vibrational state of love and of those like super high vibrational frequencies because it's within you and it's truly gives you like the ultimate freedom because it can't be taken from you so it's like you can take like a relationship away which you can take like a dog away whatever it may be you can take like looks away but once you like truly like find that internal love it's like you can't take me from me so I'm just like always winning in anything that I do So it's like, take away my lifestyle, take away this. Like I know and I have trust in the universe and myself that I can rebuild whatever I need to build and that whatever is kind of going on is going to like ultimately work out for my highest self. So that whole journey has been crazy and has led to just the ultimate freedom and like abundance within my life.
1: Wow. I almost started tearing up as (laughs) you were just saying that. It's been so beautiful. And it's so true. I think internal validation has been so huge for me because – Even as I started down my social media path a couple of years ago and putting myself out there and all of that stuff, I feel like I was really confronted with this need for external validation, especially because growing up, I was always kind of like a type A, high achiever, perfectionistic girl type person. And I feel like I tend to draw in. A lot of people in my community who like have struggled with those similar things. And I think a lot of women do, you know, with being like the dominant woman, like the type A person who wants to control everything. And like we get straight A's and then it's praise like, oh, my God, look at you. Like, yeah. you're amazing. You're so smart. And then that kind of gets ingrained in your brain that, you know, your validation, the external love comes when you perform a certain way, when you achieve a certain thing or when you look a certain way, etc., And so as I started becoming aware of all of this, both through therapy, through triggers, through many other different things that were coming up in the last couple of years, the I mean, for you, I feel like it came more from like the actual like romantic relationship side of things, but it also spans so -hmm. much so many other areas of life. As, you know, you were just kind of resonating with what I was saying, you know, when it comes to like the academic side of things, the career side of things, the looks side of things, etc. And coming to the point where you really are able to be proud of yourself and clap for yourself and show love to yourself so that no external validation can be the motivation behind your actions or like the sole driving force is so hard, but it's so powerful
2: yes and I, I really resonate when you were talking about the whole like younger thing too because I think I went through a big like childhood like healing process and acknowledging that like I didn't believe I was inherently worthy and so thinking that all those external things is what makes you worthy versus realizing it's like no like you just being born is enough that you're you're just as like willing or allowed to have like the gifts from the universe like all these really great things no matter what else happens to you I guess in a sense yeah I think the fact like I have amazing parents but it's like there are still things where to be able to have like an open conversation with them too because I kind of went through a phase where I, I just didn't talk I cut a lot of people out of my life to just really focus on myself because when you spend time alone and in an isolation that's where the, the thoughts just start running a lot more and that's where you start to kind of unpack a lot of those different traumas and things that happen but even yeah. um, like my parents constantly like giving me praise for succeeding in everything that I did and so you're so used to being like that is what I need in order to get attention like that is what I need in order yeah. to do these different things and it's crazy because, like your your parents aren't aware of it and it's like and they're, they're
1: doing it from a good place because like I, they're genuinely proud of you you know or like they think that like They only see it as a positive thing, but the way your child interprets it is a little bit different.
2: Yeah. And so, and it's been cool that I've been able to, and my parents aren't super spiritual, but it's been, I have a great relationship with my mom and dad, but my mom, especially we talk a lot. So I'm almost now in a place where I'm teaching her kind of about all these different things, just really cool. And to kind of see them start to ask me questions a little bit and see what that side is like. And I feel like that's been, I feel very fortunate to have that relationship where versus them saying like, no, like we gave you a great childhood X, Y, and Z, which they did, but to go, okay, maybe you're like onto something a little bit. Like, I'm sorry, that wasn't like given here and there. It wasn't my intention. But again, it's like something I want to touch on a little bit is intention versus impact is huge. And people forget about it is like, even within, no matter what the dynamic is, is just because you didn't intend for something to go a certain way, doesn't mean that it didn't impact someone a certain way. So it's like, regardless of what your intention is, you can't keep repeating over and over again, what your intention was, it doesn't fix it. Because they know that you love them, but it still impacted them in a negative way. So it's like, how can you address that issue a little bit? Um, Yes, I think that's powerful.
1: And it's something that actually recently came up for me within a friendship where something I said Impacted my friend in a certain way, and she kind of interpreted it as me, like let's say, like not caring about her, and I had to then say, "I'm so sorry, that wasn't my intention." But I totally understand, you know, that you must be feeling this way. So it's kind of uniting both of those things and being like,
0: totally. "Oh my gosh,
1: that totally wasn't what I was intending." But I also hear you, you know, and I understand that that might have impacted you in a way that made you feel X, Y, and Z, and I'm sorry, and like letting the ego dissolve a little bit to realize that sometimes. You might not have intended for something to be perceived a certain way, but even if it was, you can still remediate it and you can still take a step back and kind of be able to see the other person's side too.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: And it can be really healing for relationships too.
2: Yeah, well, it allows you to like just like grow a lot more because I feel like a lot of times within relationships, whether it's romantic or not, there's just so much pent-up resentment that happens where it's like you just communicated it the like problem would resolve so fast. Yeah,
1: so true. Exactly. I was going to ask you are you an older sister? Well, yes,
2: I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's like a weird dynamic. so I have an older sister, but she's a half sister and she's 8 years older than me so I know within those like little charts that they do or something it like starts over after like a certain thing so I've been mean, Oh really? I don't yeah, I've seen that where it's like there can be like an older like the personality traits of cuz technically I'm a middle child but I probably have more of the traits of an older child since there's such an age Gosh, gap. Yeah. Half sibling type of thing. Because then my yeah. um, mother's like 22 months younger than me, like not even two years. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. I am also the older sister to a brother. Okay. And he's like almost three years, like two years and a bit. But- it's funny because I feel like a lot of the the traits of like being like the overachiever, like all of that stuff tends to come up a lot for especially older sisters.
2: Yeah, I know, I, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love it. I feel like we could talk for hours. It's I literally noticed. flowing so well and just we've touched on so many different things, but I want to kind of start closing out the episode and I want to go through some rapid fire questions that I do with every oh, okay. guest that comes on. <laughs> so let's dive into it. So first rapid fire question is, Do you have a quote or a mantra that you love or that you live by?
2: I have so many, but I think right now, something that's really important for me is everything in time.
1: Trusting your timing.
2: Yes. Yeah. That everything you want will get to you. So you don't have to stress. You don't have to force. It will all be there in perfect divine timing to allow you to most gracefully move in to what it is that you need.
1: Yes. That's super important. Okay, next question is What are some of your favorite books or books that kind of impacted your experience that you would recommend to anyone listening?
2: I think we already kind of talked about the, yeah. my two biggest ones, but just so once again, Many Lives, Many Masters. It's also just like most spiritual books can be really hard to read. That one feels a little bit more like fiction, honestly. So it's actually really an enjoyable read. And then if you want just like a basis, um, the seven spiritual laws of success kind of give you just like a quick insight and it's a fast read too. Yes,
1: I love both of those. I don't know if you know this, but the seven spiritual laws of success from Deepak Chopra, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's the basis of the 21 Days of Abundance Meditation Challenge Mm -hmm. from Deepak Chopra, which was one of the ways that I actually got into spirituality. Um, So yeah, you should check it out. It's a challenge that Deepak Chopra and Oprah did a while back. And the first whole week of the challenge, every day, he goes through one of the spiritual laws. Yeah, love that. And then third question is, what makes you feel like your highest self?
2: Mm. I feel like really taking ownership of my power and embracing who I truly am and starting to feel all of my emotions, including rage and sadness and embracing the chaos a little bit. Cause for so long and maybe it's an older sibling thing too, you feel this need to kind of put on that you're just like perfect and chill all the time and like have all your stuff together 24 seven. And I think <laughs> once you embrace like the, the messiness a little bit is when like those parts of yourselves can and like the darkness is actually what has like the keys to all of the things that you want and that, like, highest part of you. So I'd say that. And then also going into meditation is always, I feel, like, nice, too. Yeah,
1: for sure. I love that. It's important to feel all the feelings. I always yeah. say that. So I completely agree. And then the last question is, if someone did not hear anything that we just talked about and they only heard this part, what would you want to leave them with?
2: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I <did> would say... <laughs> kind of like with the everything in time things they feel like it like kind of combines everything but I want to make it a little bit different but it's just like taking ownership of your life and like the things that are going on in it so really embracing who you truly are and then being able to take ownership of that and then seeing which parts of your life that you might look at as a negative thing right now and be like how can I adjust this or how can I switch my perspective in order to Make this work in my favor, or like whatever it is that you need to do to kind of elevate and make yourself feel better, um, and also just overall like just feeling good to mentally and physically, and checking in with yourself to be like, how do I feel today? Like, am I like where am I at? And just kind of embracing that too. And like, you don't have to be. I'm saying this for everyone. You do not have to be high vibrational twenty four seven it's impossible and I think so often people get stuck in the love and light phase in spirituality and it's just it's not it's within all that pain that all the growth comes and so you have to have to have to embrace all of it that's such an Aries thing to say and I love
1: it I love it Oh gosh, I literally read a quote yesterday or a couple days ago because I'm reading this book called the inner sky that's really good all about astrology and he literally says like stress like stress follows Aries like like a shadow or something like that but it's because through the chaos through the hardships through the challenges is how you create courage and mm-hmm. that is like the mission of an Aries is like learning courage and learning to be really brave and to really like go after what it is that you want so uh-huh. it's how I, when I saw
2: that I was like yep makes sense like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh but even like I'm people ask me questions about astrology I'm like listen I don't like I love the like the concept and I love hearing about it but I don't like know how to read people's charts like I don't know or like tarot I'm like I can't do a tarot reading for you I'm like I'm so sorry I have no idea <laughs> I don't know how to do
1: tarot but I know how to do oracle readings and I do know how to read birth charts and I love it
2: yes. that's it's really so fun that's
1: cool. but it's an ever-evolving art too because like the more I learn as an astrologer like the more I'm able to you know contribute and share and make it an even better experience for whoever I'm Birth chart. I'm reading. So
2: I had like a birth chart reading actually, and it was it was incredible. And then like to be able to do a follow up, and it just gives. It made me feel really heard. Is I think the best way to put it. Like it makes you go like, oh, someone else or something else finally like truly understands me. So that's what I felt like was really nice from it.
1: Yeah, it's like you feel seen, right, and understood, and it's almost like almost like you're given permission to be all of you and to embrace all the parts. Yeah, I love that. That make you So, oh my God, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been so fun. Can you share with everyone listening where they can connect with you, follow you, and just be in the loop of everything that you are putting out in the world?
2: Yes, totally. So my name is Kaylin Malley. All my socials are basically my name. My Instagram is Kaylin underscore Malley. My TikTok is just Kaylin Malley. Then I do have my own podcast. That's the 333 Perspective on Spotify and Apple amazing I'll have
1: all of that linked in the description and again thank you so much and thank you to everyone listening make sure to go check out Killin's socials and I'll see you guys in the next episode bye